Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Quality Time with Rick and Rob. I'm Rob DeLeon, as always, joined by uh, my lovely co-host, Rick. Hey, Rob. How are you, buddy? I am doing good. Today, we've got an exciting second episode for our 2022 season. We're going to be talking about changes in the real estate world and our response to it, which is a little bit more of our infrastructure and network-as-a-service offerings, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And again, like everything that we do, it's always based on customer demand and customer ask. And, you know, what the pandemic has created with the real estate market is is pretty interesting. Yeah, and, the, and that's really the the driver here. And, and as we jump into this, you know, one of the things that we heard often was we're not sure what our office is going to look like as we come out of the pandemic. We're not sure if we're going to have a sprawling campus or we're going to have a consolidation of our cubicles. We're going to be hot desking. We're not sure what it's going to look like. So a lot of our customers and, you know, frankly, I count ourselves in here, we're looking at our leases and we're looking at the the real estate market and, you know, identifying where we're going to conduct our business, whether it's a headquarters or a branch office or, or any of those things and, and saying, how do we make our, you know, IT environment scalable and adaptable to something that might change, something that might be different square footage or less users, more users, or might be something that, um, you know, goes away in two years or one year or three years. And, and how do we adapt our financial model to, to handle that? So I think one of the things that came out of that was network as a service. And, uh, you know, we launched a, a lot of different things around, you know, operational expense versus capital expense. We can tie our terms to leases so that if somebody has, you know, two and a half years left on their lease, we can give them a two and a half year lease for their network equipment. And I, I found that to be, you know, something very beneficial from a business and financial standpoint. Well, I mean, look at it. You literally took cloud consumption the way that it's built out and, and brought it back to, you know, infrastructure and, and network as a service. And I think the way that customers have responded to it, you know, has it's been, you know, amazing because it takes a lot of load off of them, right? So, you know, they know that they're not going to be having this gear that they may not need in, you know, a year or so, you know, it makes it easier to consume it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you pair it with the fact that our man of services, you know, I think we're on the Elite 150 again and, and all the cool awards I could list off. But, you know, when, when we talk about it, having access to somebody who's running it and, and being able to be flexible in terms of our scale, scalability as well uh, helps with the great great resigning and, and the, the changes in our uh staff for for our customers as well so uh, tacking that on with you know having a flexible model for our hardware and software but also the people i think is has been really a big hit yeah i remember talking to a customer a couple weeks ago and you know we always have the mantra as we're an extension of your it team and we were talking about that and they literally said thank god right because of their their people leaving and just how hard it is to to find people and you know just everything you know it's got to be difficult to be an IT director these days you have so you know know my passion with security right in you know all of the the components of like you said how are these people 
going to get you. How long am I staying here? How big is my office need to be? Where, where's what's happening? You know, my people need to be able to work from anywhere. Like all of these things all rolled into one. Yeah. You add on to there, how do I train my, you know, IT staff as well? So, you know, this technology is changing and, and you're going to refresh it uh, every so often. And then you got to retrain your staff. But if one of them leaves, you're going to have to bring in somebody else and, and get them to fit the culture and then retrain them on the technology to make sure that they understand that's everything that's in your environment. So, um, you know, we've been able to take a lot of that flexibility and, and kind of combine it with some of the trends in the, in the industry as well. Yeah. And that's one thing that I always, when I talk about things, it's flexibility and scalability. And you guys have nailed that with this network as a service model. Yeah. And I think my favorite stat that's out is that, you know, they take a 75% alert reduction in just the noise that's coming across. So that's a huge benefit. Even if, you know, we're not taking some of, you know, our Q lifecycle type tasks off of the customer's hands, even if we're just, you know, kind of a a support mechanism for a dedicated IT staff for our customers, just taking all that noise away and getting them, uh, you know, back to their things that they like and, and, you know, for somebody like yourself, obviously security, but, uh, you know, you can kind of dive into the things that you enjoy without having to respond to 75% of the alerts that we take away. Well, they've worked so hard over there as far as the automation goes and getting all of that. That helps get that noise down. And, you know, when something rises to an incident, it's a real incident, right? So, you know, folks aren't inundated with all of these alerts because, again, noise fatigue is going to really just not make them pay attention. But to actually parse it down into an actual incident, something they can deal with, you know, is music to my ears. Yeah, and that's that's been, I think, a big push for a lot of our services as we, we go forward is what can we help with? You know, how can we be of service? How can we assist in, in responding to some of our incidents to upgrades? You know, we, we talk about, you know, last year we rolled out Q Lifecycle as a different support level for our managed services, and, and that's around taking almost everything uh, off of the, the plate of the customer and, you know, having the maintenance, the upgrades, the, you know, full support, proactive and reactive type of of support on an environment and really taking some of that off the hands of the customer, especially, you know, some of those leaner teams that, you know, might really need the support and might need to put that in in the hands of somebody that they trust. And, and, you know, we've been able to kind of fill the void for teams uh, over the past, uh, you know, almost 18 months now. I do take my hat off to solution development, though, because it's really been uh, a winner. A lot of folks have gone for it. And, when I first saw the proposal we're going to do, I was like, that's a lot. We're going to be doing a lot. And it, it's been rolled out fantastic. And I just, the customer satisfaction to me is, is, is the part that I love the most. Yeah. And I will take 100% of the credit, but it really isn't, you know, something that solution development kind of is all in for, you know, I think when, when we look at it from a solution development standpoint, we're looking at things that our customers are asking for, but then it's, you know, our services delivery team, it's our managed services engineers, it's our um, deployment technicians, it's, you know, customer success managers and our operations managers that pull all of this stuff together. And, And when you think about it, that's, that's really where the value is for us too, right? We have these whole teams. They've been doing this for other customers. They've been doing it for large environments, medium environments, small environments, and they have that experience. So when we come to a customer and we say, in order to do this for yourself, here's everything that you would need, 
you know, it's almost a no brainer for us to kind of take some of that stuff on. So the, the solution development side is easy when we have the staff that, that can do it. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Hey, I want to circle back with something you said earlier about real estate. And one of the things that I've been seeing in a trend is folks actually coming out of the cloud somewhat with some of their data and moving it to edge data centers or colos, you know, like the ones in Boston or, you know, a big one that we work with is the Equinex facility and really, you know, taking more control of that, that edge environment. This network as a service kind of fits into that methodology as well, because again, it's how long do I have to own it? What am I doing? I don't know, you know, so the next 24 to 36 months for a lot of us is fluid, right? We're trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, I have been seeing that trend and we've been, I wouldn't say migrating customers back, but allowing them uh, more flexibility into Mm -hmm. their topologies by having these edge locations or doing bare metal as a service or, you know, folks that are just, you know, so tired of the the Microsoft environment moving over to the Linux environment or, you know, just trying to give themselves some something flexible to be able to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you hit on it. A lot of our uh, conversations are really shifting away from the traditional, you know, I need to have an environment of X size and I need it to have, you know, Y throughput and it needs to have, you know, Z bandwidth and it needs to be able to, to do this to different types of capacity as we've shifted more towards how's this application going to perform? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you talk about moving more towards the edge and, and getting these, you know, like Equinix is a great uh, partner that has a lot of hops that are right next to uh, some of the cloud service providers and they can make those applications have a better performance capabilities. It, it kind of highlights some of the, the reasons why you might go to an infrastructure as a service is you're not necessarily as worried about how much bandwidth do I have. You're worried how well is my application going to perform? And from there, you know, you can just kind of subscribe to a network as a service and, and we can handle kind of the sizing and the scoping for you. And, you know, in a couple of years when you need to go up to a new box, we can just kind of replace it. And you just, you know, keep keep soldiering on. There's no real big hit from a capital expenditure standpoint that you have to plan for. We can just kind of keep rolling and, and rolling and rolling. So, you know, you, you mentioned Equinox, and I think it fits right in with that scalability and that focus really on application and application performance. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that always comes to mind with that in the application performance management, no CEO or no board is ever going to give you grief if your application's running amazing. Yeah, It's when, you know, the user starts squawking, why is it so low or why is it so hard to do business that, you know, you'll get notified. Yeah, and I mean, think think about it even in the... in the consumer space, because that's what a lot of these companies are. They deal with consumers and, you know, you yourself, if you're trying to navigate a website and it's a terrible design or, you know, you can't quite get the cart to update or click or show you your totals or apply promotions or or do any of the things that you want it to do, it's really frustrating and it affects who you buy from. And so when we look at some of the application performance, I think, you know, the Dawn has set on a lot of the old way of thinking, which was we're a company that makes T-shirts. A lot of it is moving towards 
we're not a company that makes t-shirts. We're going to be a company that makes t-shirts that has the best experience for our customers. And we're going to have the most fluid experience so that when people buy from us, it's easy and it's fun and it's exciting. And, you know, you bring in kind of some of the brand management with it. And, and now you're having an experience about buying a t-shirt versus just, okay, we know what our thread counts are and, and those types of things. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's really been a revolution in, in terms of how companies view themselves. Yeah, and that's thanks to, you know, folks like the Netflix or, you know, even looking at Amazon and that experience, you know. I mean, I personally love when you put something in the cart and it arrives the next morning and you're like, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, uh, I I will give a real life example. I went on the website of a uh, construction company that is near nearby to me and I needed five yards of dirt uh, loam to be delivered to my house. And I clicked it, went through the whole thing, paid online and the dirt arrived the next day. It was something that, you know, that type of experience is something that I'm now going to buy from this company in particular for everything that I need going forward. And all of that is their website performance, what servers it was running on, how easy it was to get to, how easy it was to process the payment, how easy it was to update my cart, to select the features that I wanted to. All of that application performance was just kind of a very easy type of experience for me. And now they'll have a customer in me for all the future purchases that I do. Yeah, you want to share your dirt guy with me? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) He's got to pay to be on the podcast, though. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, and I think that's what uh, a lot of this has really flowed into is, you know, when we look at infrastructure as a service, we don't, you know, wireless is a perfect example. Security is a a big thing. You know, we want to subscribe to these things. We want to take the onus off of us. We just want to be able to connect to Wi-Fi and want to have a good experience. That doesn't mean I need to spend, you know, 200K today. I might just be able to subscribe to this and, and have wireless as a service coming in and you'll hang up all the APs for us and we'll just take it from there. And that's the experience that we give our either customers or we give our internal employees. Yeah, it's a really cool product and a really cool way of addressing the market segment where, again, customers are asking for it. And, you know, we were able to be flexible and come to market with it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we get to use our weight with some of the manufacturers to get even faster response times and and anything that, uh, that we need and especially supply chain shortages, you know, we, we have a better purchasing power than most. So we can kind of battle a lot of the things that are going on and, and provide some of the service, you know, really, really easily. And, and it addresses multiple issues. So we're, we're really excited about all of our customers that are already on it and the future customers that, that we'll bring onto it as well. Yeah, amazing stuff. So I think that is it for our episode today. Um, and we will continue to come back with more episodes here in the 2022, which we're very excited about. Um, our new format, a little bit shorter, Rick. So we are keeping to our time limits. So as always, if you have questions, you want to submit them, you can always submit those to marketing at echotech.com or go to our website and follow the links there for uh, the podcast.